Maho, Aniki, Headshit Podcast Maho, Aniki, Headshit Podcast Maho, Aniki, Headshit Podcast Maho, Aniki, Headshit Podcast What's going on guys? Welcome to the Magical Bro Transformation Podcast Episode 44 And Juan? Yeah. Uh, this time it's just you and me Yep. Uh, holding down the fort. It's uh, it's been a hard day's night, man. We've been working like a dog. Uh, Mike's broken. Gabe's broken. Gabe is uh at work. We we're supposed to do this yesterday, but due to some stuff, uh, some poor planning on the part of uh some of my family members, uh, yep. I couldn't do it. And then Gabe isn't gonna be off for about a week, uh, a work week. So, uh, we're going to push on through just you and me. Yep. Yeah. The real but. hosts of the Magical Bro Transformation Podcast. Oh. But I was going to say that it's okay because uh, this show is uh, something that you and I were both interested in. Eh, yes. It was on my uh, want to watch list for like a while. And I was pretty sure that I'd seen it before or I had uh, <laughs> uh, like seen parts of it or something because it's it looks familiar every time i looked at it and i was just like i'll watch it eventually that show being uh now and then here and there or imasoko ni iruboku yeah not many people heard about this anime yeah um there's not a lot of information out about i mean you know there is a lot of information out about this anime as far as like your basic stuff but uh yeah. like Anything else uh, you kind of have to dig for. Yeah. Um, and when you ask people if they've, you know, heard about this anime, you get just blank stares. Because no one has heard of it about it. It's one of those that not many people that are getting into anime or maybe are into anime have watched. Unless they're, I don't know, maybe a little bit older than us or... Maybe hardcore, I think. I feel like, uh, I mean, most people getting into anime nowadays are just getting into the current stuff. And Mm -hmm. from what I understand, you know, most people just typically uh, bombard themselves with anime as Mm -hmm. some of our friends do. But Mm -hmm. a lot of the people just kind of get burnt out super quick because it's just a lot of a lot of the similar, not necessarily the same, but, you know, close enough to where they're like, "Eh, I'm, I'm tired of watching this. Yeah, because it's the same archetypes, the same, kind of the same stories. Uh, yeah. Even the shock value is out of it. Yeah. Um, I mean, but that's just a, you know, that's just a problem that people have. They don't want to go back and watch other stuff. It's like, even with live action series, I don't think you're going to find very many people that are going to go back and, like, watch a show from a while ago that wasn't from their childhood. Right. Uh, because you know you hear people talking about going to watch friends and going to watch you know some other sitcom but it Mm -hmm. was only because it was on when they're like younger and all that stuff they're not going to go out of their way to you know look at something that they haven't that they don't have familiarity with if it's not you right and i i guess in this day and age if you're getting invested in a show it better be good yeah. That's why a lot of people don't go out of their way and, and find stuff. Yeah. The good and bad thing about rating systems is that it, you know, it at least shows you uh, a, if a show is or could be good. You know, it'll give you a better chance of finding something good. 
but also uh it's just based off of an average by a bunch of people whose taste you don't know and you know all that stuff but that's it yeah i mean that's that's one of the reasons or that i found this anime now and then here and there um it's because i was wanting to find stuff want to see what was out there not current and uh i actually watched it back in the day when hulu was still like streaming free stuff now and then mm-hmm. um, i mean they, they st- now and then here and there you fucking you fucking <laughs> fuck uh they still they still stream free stuff. Uh, yeah, uh, you you have to make an account though. Uh, I remember I, back well, in the day you I, didn't really have to. Yeah, well, I had an account uh, just to keep track of some stuff. Yeah, but um, the last few times that I've logged in, it was asking me that I had to like pay. Ah, but this was a while back. But um, yeah, I remember there was a little there was a short period of time. You know, I don't I don't have a Hulu account right now, so I can't really say. And I don't use Hulu a lot. Uh, I might in in a bit since Funimation has that deal with them. Mm-hmm. But uh, I guess we'll see. But the last time that I used Hulu regularly was when uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood was coming out. And I was just keeping up with that on there. Mm-hmm. And uh, you could just watch it for free. You know, with ads mm-hmm. or whatever. But yeah. it was fine. Yeah. And uh, I used to watch uh, Face Off. Uh, the the sci-fi show with the prosthetics and the uh, special yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff. Yeah, and I would watch it on on uh, Hulu, and I really like it. Just that at that point, that's when they were like, "You have to pay money to watch this." And I was just like, "Nah." That show was on Sci-Fi, and mm-hmm. apparently, this show was also on Sci-Fi for a little bit. Was it? Yeah. Which um, I mean, I I kind of it kind of sucks that I didn't watch Sci-Fi as mm-hmm. much. Like I did, but I guess not at the right time. I was watching right. it around the time where like the prosthetic show was on and you know those other uh other series like that were on. Right. Uh but apparently you know Monster was on Sci-Fi. Uh this show was on Sci-Fi and a bunch of other shows were on Sci-Fi that I think you know I think back mm-hmm. to when I didn't have TV and I was like, "Oh, how much more <laughs> stuff could I have seen if I did have cable or was it, anything?" Was it during their Anime Monday block? Um I didn't really Look, I just I just saw that a uh, sci-fi broadcasted it. I would assume that it was during their Anime Monday block. Yeah. Um, and I think you you mentioned when we were like hanging out on Saturday that it, 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 there's like no in between when it comes to the show. It's like either people from back in the day were like reviewing it, or it's like people now currently that are reviewing it. There's no like in between. Yeah, there's you. <laughs> there was like for some reason. There's been like a what, uh, fifteen year, or no, yeah. like a. Let's go ahead and give it a uh, sixteen year period. Yeah, that nobody's really talked about this show. Uh, I mean, you, you know, know, they have, but not in a gigantic quantity. quantity. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder why. Like, hey. is it because of the current climate change? Uh, well, yeah. Let's talk about climate change, Juan. You see, it's. Yeah. it's the chemtrails on there the spraying them in the in the cloud and it's changing everything the government's controlling <laughs> everything um and I'm, I'm pretty sure it's just because it's an older show us and a few other people are like the the few kind of people that actually do mm-hmm. want to see other things i mean it, it sounds like we're bragging but i actually do legitimately try to see the older shows just to kind of see how eh, animation has progressed or 
what were some of the uh, trends back in the day? Like, what was most watched or most popular and things like that? Yeah, it's just um, cool back going. It's just cool going back to see, you know, just animation in general. I've always right. been a fan since I was a wee little baby, watching <laughs> Tom and Jerry and Looney Tunes and a bunch of MGM and Merry Melody mm-hmm. stuff. Right, and and then again, it's stuff that we've also grew, grown up with. Yeah, um, especially like the Looney Tunes and stuff, which is which is crazy that that they've been on since the fucking fifties. Yeah, forties, just like generations and generations that just watched those shows. Um, then still came out on cable and stuff. Yeah, and I mean this, sh- I I would say, uh, I guess the first thing I'll say is, uh, spoilers. We'll save them for after the the break. But uh, the thing that I will say is that um, I guess this show is probably not for everybody. Uh, True. When I started watching it, I wasn't too sure what I was going to get myself into. And I was like, oh, here, here's a happy-go-lucky boy going into happy-go-lucky land. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, then uh, it turned out to be, uh, you know, happy-go-lucky boy going into uh, not happy-go-lucky land. And mm-hmm. everyone's stupid. Yeah everyone's so stupid and uh it also has like a a very blunt uh anti-war kind of message to it uh yeah like it's 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 not really it's not too subtle about it especially uh with some of the things that happen with the main character and how he refused like he's a very pacifistic which isn't a bad thing but uh just the way that other characters interact with him and tell him you know this is how the way things are and whatnot. Yeah. Where where did you actually watch this? Hulu? On Hulu. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, how long ago was it? Ooh, this was when I was in college, so maybe about mm, six years, give or take. Um, this was actually during spring break. Uh, I uh, didn't go back home, so I stayed in the dorms. And, uh, and binged anime. Book. I, I binged anime. I, this is the time when I watched uh, Zetman and this other, like, monster transforming guys kind of the anime. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I forgot the other name of, of the other anime that I watched, but uh, it also involved, like, guys transforming into monsters and things like that. But this is one of them that I was like, eh, this one looks rather old. But then I would see the, the comments and they're like, you know, this is a great anime. Not many people watch it, this and that. So. I just uh, started binging it, mm-hmm. but um, for me, 13 episodes was too much, so I would like <laughs> binge it little, little by little, and it took me a few days to, to get through it, only because I was so emotionally like invested in it. I think it's like that for a lot of older people, where if it's just a certain <laughs> amount of, of episodes, and you're like, mm-hmm. oh man, I don't know if I could invest a... 13 episodes in this thing oof i gotta gotta pace myself for this one uh because i i feel like that especially now like i've said before the main reason i did the podcast was to actually watch some of the stuff and give myself a reason to watch a lot of the stuff Mm -hmm. but before that i was always just like oh man i just don't have time to do anything like i i could be doing something else right now instead of watching Mm -hmm. anime but uh, i've happened to be able to carve out time for all of my various uh well, my my job and my extracurricular activities that happen yeah. to take up a little bit more time than I'd like. Right. I also feel like uh, you kind of have to be in the mood to watch a show like this. 
Um, yeah, because if, if you're not, you're kind of just going to be like, uh, oh, I don't know about this. And, uh, or if you're like me, you're going to be like, oh boy, here we go. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know what it was about this anime. The show seems like the kind of show that I very much was looking for. Very much was one of the reasons that I started getting into, you know, Japanese animation specifically was just because the type of stories that that they told there was just so much different than what mm-hmm. is told here in the West, particularly right. the United States. And just like everything, you, I just wanted something different than what I was used to. And like li- even in live action shows and stuff, it's just something completely different than uh, what I would be accustomed to. Mm-hmm. So I could, I could really see like past Nooney, uh, no matter what no matter what mood I was in, if I started watching the show, I would have been like super invested. But now a uh, jaded old fuck Noonie is kind of <laughs> like, Hmm, let's see where this goes. Yeah. And I don't know this, this, this show is, I want to say it's timeless only cause it's not a specific era. Yeah. Cause honestly, I thought this anime was older than, than, than what, what we it, found was. Out it was. Yeah. yeah. You told me that you thought it was from the eighties or something. Yeah, because it just looked like it. And then we saw that it was from 1999. I was like, oh, shit. And to some people, that's old. And if you're <laughs> if you're like a young teenager watching this and you're like, 1999, fuck, that was before I was even born. That's old as fuck. Yeah, that's like but, a decade ago. Yeah. The 20. <laughs> yeah. 20 years ago. Come on, Juan. <laughs> but um, I, I just thought it was older. Only because of, of you know the animation and even the music. The music sounds. Oh yeah, the old, like, the music does have like a really old, like a uh, timely sound in- to it. Yeah, the intro, how it's pretty, how back in the day used to used to sound kind yeah. of deal. Like I I felt like this the music was good in this, but now I kind of feel like it was kind of overplayed. Mm-hmm. On some uh, areas. <laughs> Uh, like the first few times that I heard the music, I was like, this sounds pretty cool. I really like this, or I feel like I could get to like this. And then they kept playing it and playing it. And I was like, oh no, <laughs> this, this is too much. And it was made by, uh, by a guy whose music I, I tend to like a lot. His name is, uh, Taku Iwasaki. And mm-hmm. he did the music for Gurren Lagan and... Mm. What is it like Black Butler Soul Eater? He didn't. I was gonna bring up like Katana if Mike or Gabriel were here, cause, mm-hmm. or Katana Gatari, because mm-hmm. he also did the music for that. And I was curious if like the music was good in that. I I've watched it and it's pretty good. Ah. Um, they have one chorus song which is similar to like the Ghost and Shell movies. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I watched it with Danny, um. Or actually, when when he was listening to the Ghost and Shells uh, song, mm-hmm. uh, he thought it was Katana Gatari, ah, because of the the similar uh, styles, I guess. Yeah, he, it, so that guy has done a lot of soundtracks for memorable anime, I guess. Yeah, he's got a pretty extensive list, uh, and he also did the the music for Read or Die and both mm-hmm. of the Veroni Kenshin OVAs, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. a bunch of like just a bunch of a bunch of stuff. Yeah, I mean, maybe because it was on a budget, or I don't know, I don't know what happened, but it, some of the songs were very over, overplayed. From I, what I, I mean, those 
from what I can see, the soundtrack has like 17 tracks and uh, oh. it feels like there's like five. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what it felt like. Yeah. It, they just played like a very handful of soundtracks to hit those like emotional notes. Yeah. And boy, uh, boy, did you get tired of hearing them after a, a little bit? I honestly, I I tuned them out, <laughs> <laughs> and I you, you kind of have to because then you mm-hmm. if you don't, you're just kind of like ugh, and you roll your eyes because you hear that violin coming in and it's yeah it starts playing and you're like oh man, <laughs> yeah. So if you tune it out, you'll enjoy I guess the emotional charge of it. Yeah. But uh, if you just listen to that song, you just lose it all because the song doesn't add to it. It it actually reduces it. A little bit. Just because it's so overplayed. And then, like, another thing about the show that's pretty interesting is that it's it's like an original uh, work by the director, um, Mm. Akitaro Daichi, Mm -hmm. who's, I want to say, is best known for doing Fruits Baskets since he's done other stuff but i haven't i've heard of some of them but i haven't really uh wanted to watch a lot of them uh other than this show but what i think is interesting about that is because like back in the 80s when japan was going through that economic had like that economic bubble where everything that everything was going great for them and you know they had money to fucking throw around at everything Mm -hmm. uh the anime industry was like booming back then which is why you can see like a bunch of experimental things from like back then. Right. But when this was coming out, it was very much during like uh, a recession, uh, especially during like for anime. Like there wasn't, I feel like a lot of people weren't, weren't taking too many chances on a bunch of stuff. So trying to, mm-hmm. um, trying to come up with something original around 1999 or 2000 is kind of, uh, impressive in a way like impressive that uh the studio uh studio ase like was like yeah sure uh, go for it man and uh we'll make all the money with your original idea mm-hmm. instead of putting out another tenchi muyo <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean if you think about it uh trends kind of repeat that's that's the way that I that I see it because nowadays we're kind of like that too where it's not necessarily I mean the production crew is part of it but also as a consumer we're stingy as to what we want to watch so yeah the industry pumps out more of the same thing I, rather than trying to experiment there are some animes here and there that do experiment but a lot of them just follow uh just uh follow like an outline and stuff right and, like, or follow like a light novel. Yeah, uh, they're just adaptations of things that are already made. Right. Uh, which is why I'm kind of like curious uh, what some of the guests at Ushikan have to say because um, a lot of them have made like original works and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. One of them made Princess Tutu that I know that they're um, going to be talking about at one of the panels. I've been given an okay to like record some of the panels and be able to put them out as like probably a filler or something. Mm-hmm. But that's still subject to change because, you know, stuff happens. And uh, right. I'm hoping that I can release it to our fans and stuff, but we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. But uh, That's cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, there, a lot of people are just following, uh, you know, like you said, those basic templates for this is anime. Uh, give it some incest. Give it some ecchi. 
uh, light romance here and there, some comedy here and there, and there you go. You got the perfect show. But damn, does it sell. But damn, does it sell. Damn, do <laughs> do people just gobble that up? And there's, I mean, there's not very many companies taking the biggest chances. There are some here and there, but mm-hmm. there's a lot more shows coming out now than have ever come out ever. Mm-hmm. And right. you know that. Then there's the whole argument about you know dilution of of stuff and quantity over quality and this and that. But uh, I I feel like the the cream will rise to the top. It might take a little bit, but you know it's it'll get there mm-hmm. eventually. Right. Yeah, and we see this anywhere. We know that in the United States or in the West, uh, we do the same thing. We follow trends. Um, sometimes we invest some things in it, but some teens are leery about it. Yeah. Take, for example, Coco. When when they did that 20-something minute uh, show with Frozen. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, the little intro, the intro movie with Olaf. Yeah. That people are like, like, I came to see Coco and not fucking Olaf dicking around. Yeah, so so that's to me that's the team or the production. I don't know who it was. I highly thought it was a team. No, uh, it, it was definitely somebody that had some uh, maybe like one of the producers or an advisor or something that was like, I don't know if people are like this, uh, the little Mexican this boy. Little Mexican boy, yeah. <laughs> maybe we should. Uh, are, we should put some people, some Olaf in there and we give him some Frozen. People love Frozen. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. If this little Mexican boy that's that's going to the underworld is gonna uh, make us money. <laughs> and boy, did it make money. Boy, did it make money. And then. You know, if it's like anything, it'll get driven to the fucking ground until there's no more money to be made out of, and everybody's like, "Why is this still on? I'm tired of watching it. No, they it hasn't been good for years." <laughs> like Frozen. I like everything. I feel like that's the just uh, unless unless you find a way of like not wanting to make any more money, and you're like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna end the show here," or like you somehow convince them to stop. Kind of like um, Gravity Falls uh, starts and stops, and mm-hmm. a few choice other shows actually start and stop instead of continuing their production until they're just completely out of ideas. You know, like The Simpsons, like yeah. most um, sitcoms, like just basically almost almost every show mm-hmm. that that hits here in the West. Almost in the U.S. specifically, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and that's I don't know. I guess that's the bad that bad thing about uh, something that goes famous. Yeah, um, that people are just gonna it, bring it out. Yeah, that people just want so much of it that it gets so saturated that you just get burnt out easily. Whereas if there's something that's really really good but nobody makes any more of it you're just stuck with with this thing and you want more of it yeah but um granted you don't make money that way either but so let me tell you if you want something let's say you want some child soldiers or you want some torture or some implied rape and some uh post-apocalyptic uh almost end of the world type things you should maybe 
watch this show because uh, just looking at the picture, you wouldn't really um, <laughs> get that from this. Mm-mm. No. Nah. And I thought there were going to be a lot more mechs in this. And I thought, I, I don't know what else there was going to be. I thought there was going to be like a castle or something. <laughs> it turns out there wasn't any of that. There was just like nothing. There was pers- nothing. purposefully nothing. Just emotional, uh, war-torn uh, kids. Yeah, like blindly following the orders of some fucking crazy guy that got into power for some uh, stupid reason. The alternate universe of Donald Trump. <laughs> I feel like, like I wanted to like the show for a little bit, but just from the start, uh, I thought it was okay. But then they went into the world, and I don't know, like they didn't do anything wrong, really. If anything, they they literally did uh what they were supposed to do like they the setting that they were in was made properly like the designs i feel mm-hmm. i feel like the the designs were fairly like simple and, and just simple in general but yeah that's like kind of what they were going for they were going for mm-hmm. a, a kind of uniformity a uh, very like bland and desolate kind of thing yeah and, like everything was like crude and shitty mm-hmm. you know they they did everything that they were supposed to do and they did everything well but right. i guess i like i feel like i probably just wasn't in the mood of, to watch this mm-hmm. um because yeah. they didn't do anything wrong i I was just like maybe like the one thing that i i feel like that that i kind of didn't like that wasn't just because i wasn't feeling like watching a show like this was just that uh things kind of just became too convenient at one point Mm. and you know that that goes for i guess storytelling in general like you know if if those things don't happen the story doesn't advance and then it just becomes like a drawn out thing but like when well i'll save this for like the spoiler thing but i i just feel like later on some things just kind of became a little bit too um convenient Mm -hmm. and like you could see where a lot of things were going for a little bit Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, because when you're, you you touched on a subject there that, um, they did everything right. Yeah, you know this world is bland. This world is crude, and honestly, they made sense because we think of, you know, going off on this magical world and all these adventures. And what if what if you get stuck in this shitty this hole? Shit hole. <laughs> yeah, like. You had a good life, like this. The the main character did, and then you you get stuck on a shitty hole. So, did they ever say how old he was? Was he like nine or eleven? Honestly, I don't remember. Because I feel like he was young as fuck. I I know he was young, but um, I don't I don't remember his age honestly. But there was a lot of nine and younger. Oh yeah, like <laughs> definitely and younger, and younger. And then uh, there was also the best girl that I want to say is the only reason that you should maybe watch this show. We'll get to that later. Uh, Sarah. Oh. Yeah. That one. Yeah. 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 And just that, I feel like she I was, was a big. I feel like I was a lot more interested in that through line through the show mm-hmm. than I was like <laughs> the entire actual uh, story. 
Yeah, and her her arc was very moving, very traumatic, very emotional, and I'm glad that they focused some episodes on her. I felt like out of everybody here, she acted the most realist, like she had the most realistic reactions to everything that was going on with her specifically and, Mm -hmm. you know, the world around her and everything. Because, I mean, the main character was your happy-go-lucky archetype. You know, the bad guy was your crazy bad guy. Right. The, yeah. You know, you had Lalaru, who was fucking, you know... The goddess of water. Your another kind of basically archetype, you know, quiet, mm-hmm. shy or whatever. That whole, or right. not really shy, but just, like, not really caring, just quiet. Mm-hmm. And then you had, you know... Uh, your supporting cast. Your supporting cast and the right-hand man and... Or right-hand gal. Mm-hmm. and they they all kind of like fit they they did their job they did they acted the way that they were supposed to act mm-hmm. but i felt like sarah acted the way that you would actually act mm-hmm. if a lot of shit if all that shit was happening yeah and boy is she a fucking <laughs> like sure everything everything turned out better than expected but man fucking shoe just made me kind of kind of go man this yeah. Like he's a kid. How what's he what's he supposed to know? But yeah. dude, come on. Come on. <laughs> come on. <laughs> oh man. And I don't know, I feel like with that I should probably uh we should take a little break here. Uh let the ads play and come back with the spoiler talk. Mm-hmm. And now we're back. And we're gonna talk about the rest of now and then here and there. Mm-hmm. Dude, she's so, a fucking fuck. He's like, keep the right, keep the right, baby. Yeah, I mean, uh, and she know, she does afterwards. Yeah, she does. And uh, you know, I get it. It's better than dying. They offered her an abortion, but you know, I I get that. That would then bring up then t- the whole like uh, pro life or pro choice mm-hmm. thing, which I you know you could stand on whatever end of the thing you want mm-hmm. to. I feel like if it's uh, it's people's decision to make to do whatever they want mm-hmm. and, and, uh, and then again you know they they brought a lot of topics that i'm guessing even back then and e- even now i don't well i don't want to say now but i'm pretty sure back then were pretty heavy stuff like yeah rape um child soldiers because that was happening back you know in the 90s not just not just any rape not just any uh like torture just like Torturing little kids and torturing fucking. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I want to say that Sarah was like probably twelve, mm-hmm. maybe thirteen. She def- definitely wasn't older than that. Right, right. And a lot of this was, um, honestly, it was real. It it seems realistic because back in the nineties there were wars going on. No, I'm not talking about the Afghan war or anything. I'm talking about like. Um, some wars in Africa that are still running to this day, and and you hear a lot of that. You hear a lot of soldiers, whether they're child soldiers or older. You know, they go out to a um, town and they rape the women. Yeah, and it's and a it's, very touchy subject. And it's a it's a known thing. It's not like nobody or. It's. I guess it's not a known thing, uh, since like a lot of people just try, just don't tend to think about those mm-hmm. uh, sides of war. Like a lot of people tend to forget that you know f- there are 
like even now they're they're still child soldiers out there mm-hmm. in Africa. They're still child soldiers in the Middle East and a bunch of other places. And Latin but, America. And Latin America. But like even here in the United States, there were people fighting. Like they were. I don't want to say kids because they weren't like as young as those other ones. But they were like teens fighting in wars. Also, I mean, mm-hmm. literally now, I guess there's there's still eight. There's still teens because they're eighteen. But um, there were even younger people like fourteen, sixteen, just fighting wars and stuff. Right. But people just tend to forget that that happened and uh you know like you brought up just rape in general i mean in from what i've from what i've understood like um whenever the vietnam war was going on a lot of vietnamese women would like put uh like they'd have like anti-rape things and shit that they'd put in their pussies so they can cut the dicks up of the guys that were trying to rape them and stuff Mm -hmm. and i mean that that still exists to this day like there's some people in other parts of the world that i've seen some of the anti-rape stuff and i'm like damn that's pretty fucking hardcore yeah like like in africa africa it's rampant honestly this is a heavy topic and but i feel like the anime tried to imply it but they also wanted to make it known it wasn't like oh yeah she got raped teehee no, um, it, it was a uh, you. You could put two and two together. Which, yeah, they 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 put you there in the reality of like the and, implication. Yeah, they didn't show it, but they, um, the before and the afters were very, mm-hmm. uh, like they were very obvious and apparent. If you if you didn't think that she was like raped, you would think that she was tortured or whatever mm-hmm. until they confirmed that she was pregnant. And mm-hmm. then you're like, oh, there's no denying it that she was fucking fucked unless right. she had a relationship with that one guy, but it didn't seem like she wanted anything to do with that one guy. Mm-mm. That one guy that... That uh, sacrificed know, his a- life to save a baby. Yeah. yeah. And I don't even think that was a guy either. Uh, pr- nah. No, that wasn't the guy that got her pregnant. I'm pretty sure the no. guy that got her pregnant was that ugly guy to begin with. Yeah, the... the- but- retarded looking guy. yeah but it always showed the the guy that saved the baby it all it always showed him like caring for her mm-hmm. and i don't know if, if if that was out of an it at first it seemed like it was out of an actual place of compassion and he felt bad for her but then when he was like telling her to run away with him it then started to feel kind of like a, okay come on guy she's fucking she's still a baby <laughs> like i, 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 I get it, was- it. I don't know. I think it was more of guilt because there was a lot of characters, uh, especially the the soldiers, that were either guilty already or they're like in the steps of being guilty and fi- finding out like what they're doing is wrong. Yeah, a lot of them are just doing what they do with the you know with the promise that they'll be let go as soon as they're finished, mm-hmm. and uh, which you know is is it you know this whole thing like this whole war thing is just an allegory for a for just war in general mm-hmm. um there's a bunch of things where you tell yourself oh that's that's what's going on here that's what's going on over there and you could think of a bunch of other um areas where stuff like that's going on and you can you can see why people you know do the things that they do and people always seem to say you know why did these people do this and they sometimes forget that they probably didn't have a choice or mm-hmm. or um, maybe the choice was 
if you don't do this, you'll die or mm-hmm. your loved ones will die or something. Yeah. And you, you see a lot of that too, where like these soldiers or these child soldiers, I should like point out, um, they attack uh, a town and they steal the children. And yeah. I don't know what they do with the women, but I think they, they take the women too. I'm pretty sure they, they make more children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if, if uh, Sarah is to be um, the model for what they do with the women, then that's yeah. what I'm assuming what they do. Yeah. So, you know, they take the children or the male children, I should say, um, and they just draft them in the army. And then they do trainings, they do like hand-to-hand combat, and get tortured, all of the nine yards. Yeah. I want to say, like, I get why most people are doing what they do. I'm sure a lot of the adults that are there were there as children, mm-hmm. and they still kind of do what they're doing as, like, what, they might uh, still believe uh, Hamdo, or they're probably just... um got over it and they were like this is the life that i'm gonna live now this is what i want to do yeah because um, because something that we've pointed out and something we should say it again uh the world is a shithole and yeah. it's it's in the brink of just being of dying the world i mean um lalaru said um uh, and her being a god the god of i guess water um she just straight out said at one point you know this world's gonna end soon why do you still like why are you still having kids why are you still looking after these kids so you know she's she's basically implying that everything's just gonna go to fuck Mm -hmm. like i would assume like really really yeah basically until you know she she does what she does and she's like deus ex machina deus ex machina and i am literally deus (laughs) I may not be a hand of God, but I am a God, and uh, <laughs> I've saved the world. Just for, like, a minute. Yeah. At least, I don't know, she eased the burden a little bit. The dictatorship was thrown out. I was waiting for the longest time for Abelia to do something. Her being the right-hand uh, gal mm-hmm. and seeing fucking Emperor Hamdo for the fucking crazy baby man that he is mm-hmm. and eventually like snapping and stop taking all that shit no she never does she just keeps following orders and um i also thought that at one point they would probably uh give you some backstory as to why she's so loyal but i mean i guess it could just be implied that she's yeah. just really loyal she she's very complacent maybe um, she uh hamdo saved her from being a rape lady and you know, instead of her being like every other woman that they take on the ship, he was like, no, I will keep her for me. And as long as you do as I say, and or whatever. Yeah. Or, you and, know, uh, I'll, I'll imply that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can say Stockholm Syndrome, or she was just complacent, or she was afraid of what's going to happen if she's no longer in her position. Um, but it's very realistic. I mean, not everyone is going to jump into action. No, um, but everyone will quickly call you a coward if you don't that that kind of deal. Yeah, if, if you're not doing what everybody else does, they'll be like, "Hey, why aren't you doing it?" You know, that's just the way people are, mm-hmm. and that's just the way we all are. There, I'm pretty sure there are plenty of times that 
you've been around people doing things that you haven't that you don't really do but there are a bunch of them doing them and you're like that's fucking stupid and then they look at you because it turns out that you're the weird one for not doing it and then you're just kind of like oh well i guess yeah i guess i'll do it too why not (laughs) (laughs) what do you what did you think of the sis and her uh Ragtam, ragtag team of uh, children in the resistance. I thought sis was cool, and I was like, she "Man, was. sis was a uh, sis is a is a little gleam of hope in this world of uh, sadness and sorrow." Mm-hmm. And then you know she got crucified. Yeah, which was which was pretty sad. Like she was the only character out of Sarah that like should have had a better life. Yeah, and I I'm pretty sure. Sh- I mean, she was also going to help Sarah out with her problem because, you know, uh, I think it's implied that she was also like she also had a uh, a baby that was the cause of a rape and all that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, shit, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm just glad that the guy that, uh, you know, was going fucking crazy and shot the doctor and shot sis uh, ended up dying. Yeah, just a little too late for my yeah. liking but if i feel like that entire ending those last two episodes the ending sequence in general was just pretty mm-hmm. very well done yeah and i like that when sis died sarah like decided to take her place yeah she was like now i'm the mama yeah which which is nice because it, it's like sarah decided on her own you know as much as much as she wanted to go back home because you know just a little bit of background Sarah has been missing for months, I think. Yeah. At that point. So Sarah is, is this American girl that went missing and her like her being missing like went national. Like even tells you in the story, this place in Japan was like broadcasting her her face. Yeah. Um but in the end, like like the last episode, she decides to stay. Which which I thought was nice because it's like I don't know, that would have opened up a lot of story of, you know, her coming back and, you know, why is she pregnant and that, and then no one would ever believe her. Yeah. Um, whereas the main character goes back, but he's, like, haunted. He's just, he's just traumatized. He's a fucking child that's seen some shit and been through some shit. They, they hung him out to dry. They just fucking beat the shit out of him. Yeah. Until seemingly like, the point of death. They literally threw him down in a shithole yeah with open wounds and shit yeah and and i'm just thinking like it's yeah it's cool that you went back home but how are you gonna deal with that you can't tell anyone that and like anything that happened because no one would believe you hey one that's that's for him to figure out our story our story is done yeah i mean what if he goes up to his parents and he's like hey yo you've seen you've seen sardar right you you like (laughs) you like isekai Oh, what if I told you I went to one and I was like, Kirito? Oh, oh, son, you're in your video games. And your fucking video games. <laughs> Go back to school. And what I was talking about earlier with everything being like just so convenient, it, I feel like mm-hmm. it all started out whenever Lalaru and uh, Shu escaped. And then mm-hmm. first it started with, you know, them happening upon uh zari bars and then beating the little girl whose dad was out working and then it turns out his dad was one of the assassins that went out to go assassinate the guy and uh just like that i feel like that entire episode uh, and then probably like the one after 
were just very everything was just so convenient and for some reason they could fly now because of water and i guess it, it was an engine that was propelled by steam for some I reason mean, i mean they had a, a transporter that took them to other dimensions yeah <laughs> they just needed water i mean and they 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 could travel to other dimensions one with water the i don't they, think they, they used water the avatar. <laughs> they just needed the avatar it, everything just kind of felt so convenient but i like i said if i feel like if it wasn't done like that then it'd just mm -hmm. be drawn out and be fucking them living their lives and kind of killing time until the story yeah. progressed because if they if that didn't happen then the story would have wouldn't have it gone anywhere yeah it would have dragged they would have to explain themselves like how the technology works and world building and this just gives us enough info to say you know this is a bad world yeah. Shu is right to to leave because even when he was like in training Feels... he was just like trying to figure out how to leave yeah and i'm really glad that this wasn't just uh you know 13 episodes of save la la Ru. Mm -hmm. and they really got <laughs> they just got out of that pretty quick uh i want to say it happened in, like the six episode seven episode yeah but uh i was exp like a little bit after i started the show and i was like oh here we go uh one of the reasons why I, that i was like oh here we go was because um i was expecting it to be like uh you know most shows of this day where it's like now uh, have these 13 episodes to accomplish one goal and uh then we'll hastily speed up and then give you an unsatisfactory ending mm -hmm. and yeah. that, that wasn't really the case no and, and for some people it might feel like it was drawn out like like if they watch it they they might have gotten used to that formula of doing this one task that spans like most of the episode and then the last episode is like where everything gets tied over and and like everything happens but everything happens in every single episode and everything has an emotional point to it yeah like my favorite one is when sarah's uh they show sarah's point of view my favorite animations even was like when sarah's just like i don't know like she's she's free finally uh, i really like how uh, they did she, her hair yeah and she cut her hair yeah i knew her the strands of hair yeah like there, mm -hmm. there are parts of this where even though like um, it's it intentionally looks like shit. There are parts of in this series where like there's some very beautiful imagery coming across, mm -hmm. and you're like, damn, this is pretty cool. Yeah, and I don't know what which um, quote unquote poster you saw, but the one that I saw for this anime was like it looked like they they were gonna use real live actors. <laughs> Did it? Yeah. Let Let me see if I can find it. Because there's one where it's like all orange, like showing a sunset. I feel like they're both orange. Because there, no, there's me... one when they're on the mech, and then there's one where they're on the smoke tower. Yeah. Did you watch this in uh, Nihonese or uh, English? Um, English, because it was on Hulu, and I was like, ah, I'm going to watch it in English. Oh, yeah, you said you didn't actually rewatch it too much. Yeah. You just kind of like saw it here and there. Yeah. 
uh, it's one of those things where I like it because I like it that it's in English because it's um I don't know it, it just gives it that back, how back in the day how the voice casting was and just gives it that old feeling to it. Mm-hmm. I watched this in both languages and at first I got tired of fucking Shu's voice in Japanese and I was like all right I'm gonna I'm gonna switch over because I like. <laughs> He he sounds like he's supposed to sound, and I don't like that sound. He's just so mm. fucking annoying and little kid. And just, he's just a little kid, and yeah. you know, fuck him. So I started watching it in English, and then he sounded like a stupid old man. Or, you know, <laughs> not an old man, but he sounded just like a a You're way typical, typical, typical older than he actually looks for his voice. Like he he sounds like some soft spoken. 17 or 18 year old and i'm just kind of like oh well this also doesn't really suit him but i mean i don't really like the japanese voice either and um like i feel like the rest of the cast was pretty pretty good in Mm -hmm. japanese uh it was just shu's voice that really got to me and in english uh shu's voice i also didn't like but like like everybody else's voice i i did like but Mm -hmm. there were like a little a few points here and there where um, the animation was very um, simple and still, and the voice actors were like super emotional and like giving it everything that they got, and it didn't suit what was actually happening on the screen. Right. Because it was just like a still image with lips moving, and there was like a bunch of yelling and <laughs> shit going on. Right. Yeah. I'm, again, that's that's happened a lot back in the day. Yeah. Um, which one was it that that we were? Battle Angel Alita. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. which is coming out in uh on Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, from just in time for your uh your long awaited date. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, what's what is there to say about this this hidden gem of an anime? Mm, uh or forgotten gem. I don't know. Me. Hidden forgotten. I don't know if it's really hidden. Well, the license for it ran out a little bit ago and from what i've seen nobody's picked it up uh it's not streaming anywhere that i was able to find uh except you know your typical pirate sites that are like hey turn off your ad blocker and you're like no why would i give you money and they're like because we're the only one that has a show and i'm like man fuck you <laughs> and then you go to youtube and you're like man fuck this if only because it's so bad the quality's so bad yeah i mean the quality was bad in that other thing also but mm-hmm. yeah if you're if you're in the mood for watching a different type of uh dystopian anime with a bunch of uh well you know spoilers that you've already heard but uh you still can't you're still like yeah i wonder i wonder what this is like i you know rape and, and child soldiers uh yeah i mean if the- if you're in the mood of i guess witnessing the terrors of war in in anime in anime form with uh not very graphic um everything's like pulled back enough to where you know you don't you don't actually see rape or you don't actually see like gruesome horrible um Mm -hmm. gory things right but you it's uh just a psychological horror rather than Mm -hmm. a uh you know visible 
uh, viscous, disgusting horror. Yeah, so it's it's kind of like Graves of the Firefly, but toned down a little bit more. Yeah, a lot of people uh, equate it to Graves of the Fireflies. Fireflies. Really? Yeah. At least the uh, two two reviews that I read and this Wikipedia article, and I get it because it's uh you know kids war, um, the message behind it is uh, similar. It's not the same, but similar enough to where I can see people you know saying that if you yeah. like Grave of the Fireflies, you'll like this. Yeah, and this one's a little bit more hopeful, at least. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess there's enough things that we didn't talk about, so then they'll be like, you know, I'll watch it, and then they'll they'll see stuff, and they'll be like, whoa, they didn't talk, they didn't talk mm-hmm. about this. I was I wasn't ready for this, and then they'll be like, oh, is he gonna actually fire that gun? Ooh, and then they the episode ends, and you have to watch the next episode to find out. Mm-hmm. Very pacifistic ideas, very uh, Japanese um, Japanese morals and ethics coming coming through this screen mm-hmm. which if you like is good if you don't is uh not bad but you know it's cool it's a show yeah if you want action um you'll get a few pieces here and there but it's not enough if you, if you want action, action skip to the end <laughs> skip to like yeah. the last three episodes last four yeah. episodes and be like what the fuck is going on yeah where's my isekai <laughs> boo does poor child poor little baby and again I forgot to say this at the beginning of the podcast and eventually I'll write it down in my notes so I could say it but uh you should maybe subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcasting or podcast listening app or you know check out the website to see the schedule of what we're going to review there. Uh, you can just go to mp- mbt.moe and somewhere on that page it says, uh, you know, view schedule or it says something like that. And it'll show you like whenever the newest episodes are going to come out and what we're going to see. Um, we're going to try and have different people on here. I know that the next episode was, or the next uh, series that we're going to watch was picked by Gabe. So we're going to try and work with our schedules to try and uh, get everything right and get him on here. See if Mike will get better. Mm-hmm. And uh, thanks for listening. Bye. Yeah. Bye bye. Maho Aniki Henshin Podcast Maho Aniki Henshin Podcast Maho Aniki Henshin Podcast Maho Aniki Henshin Podcast